you know what the, the you have me recorded saying don't you ever let anybody hear some of the we say oh <laughs> no Hello and welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 264. I'm one of your hosts, Brian Prillum, and I am joined this evening, afternoon, morning drive to work by the one and only Samantha Har. That's me! And today, tonight, we're talking about Target. It is... Uh, I actually like Target a lot uh, compared to other stores. Uh, the one by my house. Well, it's got a grocery boo. store in it. Okay, I can't do that. I You look at me. You know I spend too much time in Target. You can just tell by looking at me that I spend too much time in Target <laughs> stores. <laughs> I just go to Target because I enjoy being there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the kind of Target we're talking about today. Okay, what is the kind of Target that we're talking about? We're talking about targeting in Magic the Gathering. Oh, so it's not like trench runs in Star Wars. No, no, not that stay on target. Okay. Um, You will know that you need to target something in Magic the Gathering because usually the card will say the word target on it. Not yeah. always, but usually. So, right. So targeting is a system of indicating, you know, like what the objects that are going to be affected by a resolving spell or ability are. And I say that usually... It's not the only way, right? We've got things that say you gain five life. That doesn't target. Or each player chooses a creature, destroy all the other creatures. That doesn't target. Specifically because you never see the literal word target in there. There, There is yep. a subject matter to this, yeah. to this card, to this instruction, but it is not specifically a target. Yeah. And targets do something actually kind of might maybe subtle, is they actually increase interactivity of the game. Because you're making like an upfront public declaration of what you're going to be interacting with. So a lot of the things that have like choose a creature, something like that, happens on resolution. So the, the opponent has to be like, well, what are they doing? What are they what are they doing with target? You know exactly what it is. I am targeting that creature of yours. I am targeting that artifact. I am giving that creature over there plus X plus X. And, you know, the opponent gets to respond then. So by declaring the targets up front, you increase interactivity of the game. I imagine how that would play out in real life. Like you're outside and there are a bunch of bullies, and you don't know if you're gonna get you don't know if you're gonna get walloped or not. But if one actually looks at you and points at you, you better start running because <laughs> that means you've been targeted. Your your interactivity is about to be increased. I have questions about your childhood now. Oh, uh, that's a that's a story for another time. <laughs> is it were you the pointer or the pointy? Depended on the day, I assure you. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so... Um, what are some examples of targeting? Examples of targeting. Let's see. Yeah. So some spells and abilities require their controller to choose one or more targets. Um, targets are the objects or players the spell or ability will affect. For example, target player takes three damage or destroy target artifact or enchantment. So yep. your your card will typically specify what you need to be targeting. Yep. And targets are declared as part of the process of casting a spell or putting the ability on the stack. So we we know that all them crazy teens, right? I could uh, never remember that. Ac no? Acronym? I don't know. That, that, Ac 
Yeah. Whatever those so, are called, that fancy phrase. I can never remember that one. So the steps in, steps in casting the spell, we're going to stop when we hit targets, but we announce the spell, put it on the stack. We choose modes and if we're going to pay any alternate costs and if we're going to splice onto our cane and those kind of good things. And then after we ch- after we've made those sort of choices, we then apply targets because certain spells, you know, like if you have like a modal spell, two of the modes might have targets. So you got to know what modes you're going to pick before you know if you're going to have to choose targets for your spell. So that would targets. be a fun surprise, though. I'm targeting you with what? Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't you don't you worry don't about worry it. about it now. Or better yet, it's like I chose some modes. What modes did you choose? And then you just slip them a little piece of paper, and it's like, you'll open that later. <laughs> and then they just open it's it up. It's a mystery. Yep, and then you just open it up, and it just says... You won a counterspell. Oh. Okay. So, yeah. Once a, once a target is locked in, they can't be changed except by another spell or ability that explicitly says so. So make the choice and stick with it. What's, uh, what's some examples of some cards that can change a target? Uh, my personal favorite is Spellskite. Yeah. I really just like the specific art of Spellskite. It just, look, he looks like he's guarding a big glowing egg. What, like, what is that? I don't know. I just like him. You, th- you think he's... See, I interpreted that as that's his belly. He's got a huge glowing tum-tum. He's so cute. I like him. <laughs> tum-tum. So Spellskite spell is a good example. Um... Activated yeah, ability, what's... pay Phyrexian, and, and change target, change a target of target spell or ability to Spellskite. Yeah, uh, spell, Spellskite has this this wonderful also ability where the answer to every question involving Spellskite is always yes. <laughs> you know, can I target? Yes. He's a real you know, positive not... dude. Yeah, it might not do what you want when the ability resolved, but the answer to can I target X... With Spellskite, the answer is yes. Another card is uh, Aether Snatch from one of the commander sets. It's four blue blue. It says gain control of target spell. You may choose new targets for it. So a lot of the uh, the spells and effects that tell you to gain control of a spell or copy a spell says you can choose new targets. So that is an example where you get to... Actually, not so much in copying because in copying, yeah, you're choosing new targets, but you kind of created the copy at the same time. This is taking a spell that is on the stack and actively changing changing its targets. But we'll talk more about changing targets later. So how do you tell if a spell is targeted? Oh. How do you tell? Instants and sorceries will use the phrase target something, where something is a phrase that describes an object or a player. Um, there, is an, there is an exception to this. Sometimes an instant or a sorcery will have an activated or triggered ability that uses the word target. In that case, the ability is target, but the spell is not. And here we have the example of Hypothesizzle. And I love saying that word. It's just a really good card name. So Hypothesizzle is an instant. Draw two cards, then you may discard a non-land card. When you do this, Hypothesizzle deals four damage to target creature. So... This is a card normally we tell, or, or before these type of triggers were introduced in the game, we used to say... Hey, the way to know if a spell requires targets is read the text, and if you see the word target, then <laughs> the spell is targeted. you got to choose those targets when you're putting it on the stack. In this particular case, it's setting up a trigger 
Yeah, and the, okay. the triggered the triggered ability here is what causes the target, yeah. not the original spell, which is really interesting. Um, right. That's that's harder to explain than I thought it would be. <laughs> yeah. So the spell is draw the two cards. Uh, then you may discard an outland card when you do. Okay. So then it sets up so that when you do, yeah, it's in the text for hypothesis, but it's it's a reflexive trigger. So it's almost like a, almost like a delayed trigger, but it it happens like immediately. It's called a reflexive trigger. It's, it's so you draw the two cards, uh, then you may discard a non-land card when you do. That win really sneaks up on you, real stealthy like. So now here's one of the things: if it said, uh, if it was all one sentence, it says draw two cards, then you may discard a card. If you comma if you do hypothesis will deals four damage to target creature in that particular case you would have to declare the target when putting hypothesis on the stack that would be the original spell causing it so in this in this particular case hypothesis does not have a target but the trigger it's the triggered ability uh that is created off of it does have a target so this this next this next bit yeah. drives me absolutely bananas i hate Does it? that aura spells are always targeted but don't say so they ought to say so well think think about it this modular targets they don't want to say what? so they all ought to say so they do they say so in the reminder text for the keyword ability i wanted to just say so what i wanted to just say so but again you know there's a lot of abilities that have the word target kind of rolled up into the into the definition of the word well, and I do know that you can't write everything on every card or else they start looking like Yu-Gi-Oh cards with three paragraphs of text, so... And the last thing we want is for magic cards to look like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, which is probably going to be a secret <laughs> secret layer at some point. Secret layer Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> secret layer Yu-Gi-Oh cards. <laughs> Blue eyes, white dragon. Jeez. secret layer. Oh my god. Oh, I hate that. I think that's actually kind of cute. I, I, hate the, I hate the fact that I can't just say, nah, that'll never happen. I actually learned how to play Yu-Gi-Oh! before I learned how to play Magic. Um, I got kind of good at it in high school, went to a tournament, did pretty well, and someone stole all my cards and I never played again. And that is, that is to this day, probably a, a very Yu-Gi-Oh! story to tell. It, like that, it is. That's just how it's, it be. <laughs> it's a very quintessential Yu-Gi-Oh! Right? story. <laughs> this is not a, th- okay, this is not a Yu-Gi-Oh! hate podcast. No, right. Okay. Not, at least not this time. Maybe next episode we'll just do Yu-Gi-Oh hate the episode. But where even yeah. were, where even were we in targets? Um, yeah. All right. Oh yeah. So so aura spells are always targeted, even though they don't say so. Some abilities will cause spells that don't normally target to target. Oh. Um, bestow turns spells into an aura, which require yep. a target. Yep. Casting a creature using the mutate ability will cause it to become a mutating creature spell, which requires a target. Target. Yep. Yep. So those are those are creatures turning into auras and targeting creatures and all sorts of nonsense. What a circus. That's a whole situation, yeah. Yeah, so that's that's casting a spell. Now, there's also activating abilities and triggered abilities as well. They are going to pretty much follow the same rules when declaring a target when casting a spell and in fact the rules actually refer you to the steps to casting a spell just one set of steps you got to learn then i guess easy enough yeah pretty much there is something regarding i guess probably let me let me jump down 
in the rules. We've got triggered abilities without legal targets. Let me just address that real quick, since it seems like actually a better place. If a choice is required when a triggered ability goes on the stack, but there are no legal choices, but no legal choices can be made for it, like when this creature enters the battlefield, destroy target creature with flying, and there are no creatures with flying, the ability is just removed from the stack. It's not countered or anything like that. It just goes poof. Poof. Yeah. So that's that is different with activated abilities and casting a spell. You actually have to have legal targets to go on this to activate the ability and to cast the spell. Whereas triggered abilities just kind of happen, and they have this rule that just says like, uh, if you can't figure out what the targets are, then just remove it from the stack. So only permanents are legal targets for spells and abilities unless the spell or ability a specifies it can target an object in another zone or a player, or B, targets an object that can't exist on the battlefield, such as a spell or ability. Um, like we mentioned earlier, it'll it'll tell you what to target, so don't panic too much about that. This is pretty much summed up as you're going to target something on the battlefield unless the card gives you an indication that it's not targeting something on the battlefield. Like, rise again. Return target creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Well, it's telling you from the graveyard. If it says you can, right. you probably can. It's giving you special permission. Right. But yeah, it'll normally tell you where it's going to be. Or it'll say, like, target countered, activated ability, triggered ability, or legendary spell. Well, yeah, it's it's not telling you where the thing is. But there's only one place a activated ability can be. In our hearts. In our, yes, in our hearts, which is also the stack. <laughs> That's all your heart is made yep. of, is just a stack in there, just a beating stack in your chest. <laughs> it's, it's a, my heart is a life OQ. It's just last in, first out, just the whole thing. Beep boop. <laughs> okay. So here we have uh, the same target. So a lot of times here we've talked about spells for simplicity's sake that only have a single target, but... Spells can have multiple targets. And the same target can be chosen multiple times for, uh, sorry, can't be chosen multiple times for any one instance of the word target. So, for example, Wrap in Flames says Wrap in Flames deals one damage to each of up to three target creatures. Those creatures can't block this turn. So I can't target the same creature three times with Wrap in Flames. Specifically okay, so, because the word a target only appears once. Yeah, it says three target creatures. So I can't be like, oh, well, I'm going to target the same thing three times. That, right? that is and a little tricksy. It is, but I mean, you'd be like, oh, well, I can get to do three damage with my, my Rapid Flames. Instead of one damage to each creature, I can actually take out something meaningful. No, you can't. No, you can't. Right. I guess an example of when you can choose the same target three times would be Seeds of Strength from, looks like, original Ravnica. Mm -hmm. um, it says target creature, it's an instinct, says target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. Target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. You'll see that there, the word target appears three separate times. Therefore, you don't have to choose different targets. Each one of those things happens uniquely. So I'm having a hard time remembering what the rules were beforehand, but they actually changed the rules for targeting when splice came around because what splice actually did was it is a mechanic where you cast a spell 
and then you have another instant or sorcery into your hand and you like splice onto arcane and you actually added the rules text from the card that you were going to splice onto the other card it was a text changing effect and what they ran into was i think the way it was before that change was something like seeds of strength you would actually have to pick three different targets well that's no fun right like but the then they were like now. but when they when they did the splice stuff and they were adding the text from one spell onto another they were like oh well we should probably let them maybe like if if spell one and spell two which i'm now i'm thinking that like splice on arcanes sort of like mutate for spells um but uh, because you were adding the text, they were like, okay, we need to rethink how targeting works. And I don't really remember how it was before then, but it's much better now. Was that before, during, or after the dinosaurs roamed the earth? Um, before uh, Ixalan? Yeah, it was before <laughs> Ixalan. That's a good one. I like that. Yeah. I see, I see what you were doing. <laughs> and I just played my reverse card. That's what the kids are doing these days. I've had things stolen at, at Uno tournaments far fewer times than Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments. <laughs> now, is that just because you've had more Yu-Gi-Oh tournaments? Like, what's the percentage there? Once to zero. <laughs> have you have you had Yu uh, uh, Uno tournaments? Uh, does family game night count or no? Is that a tournament? It is if you care hard enough. <laughs> it is if you're willing to be out for blood. Well. <laughs> It's a little against family game. Well, maybe not in my family. I was gonna say I, I've heard stories about your family. I don't. I don't think <laughs> very competitive. Yeah, mm. yep. that's a tournament. <laughs> All right. There's also a thing that came around about three, four years ago. Uh, some spells or abilities uh, that refer to damage. Okay, uh, specifically dealing damage. Some spells and abilities that refer to damage will say any target, such as deal three damage to any target in that particular case it's talking about a creature a planeswalker or a player not an enchantment not an artifact so it's any asterisk target any target that could take damage could normally take damage yes yeah. now i actually found that interesting when looking looking over the rules it actually specifies the any target clause is on spells or abilities that refer to damage so and then that kind of makes sense because you can't say something like you know any target draws three cards. Like, that doesn't make any sense. That just opened up a whole world of design space I hadn't even thought about. Really? Have you... What if your commander could draw three cards? What What is their hand doing now? <laughs> Have you looked at the card, and, and long-time listeners of the show are probably going to know the exact card that I'm going to say. Have you seen the card Floral Spasm? That is such an awful word. Let's see... There's only one card that starts with the word floral. Now, what I'd like you to do is read the card text, not the oracle text. Okay, here we go. If floral spasm attacks an opponent and is not blocked, then floral spasm may floral spasm may choose yes. to destroy a target artifact under that opponent's control and deal no damage. Well, floral yeah. spasm has never said a word to me, so I wouldn't know what its choice is. Right, so you just kind of got to sit there and give Floral Spasm slow play. <laughs> right? This card art is exactly as attractive as its name. It's a terrible <laughs> card, we'll just forget it exists. Oh, it's great. Absolutely I it. not. I love it. And it's only, is, this, is it only $6? Currently? 
summon spasm. <laughs> when are we getting a spasm tribal deck? It's an elemental now. See, that is a grave oversight. That it, it, we need spasm. Spasms is. <laughs> you can also spasmize. <laughs> you could have an Uncle Istvan uh, tribal deck right. as well. All the uncles. <laughs> All... Nothing mono uncles. <laughs> Actually, how many are there? Any are there any other cards that start with uncle? <laughs> oh, there are exactly two cards, two uncle cards in Magic. There's Uncle Istvan, and then Sun Cleanser. I had to think about that so hard. I'm like, who's Uncle Sun Cleanser? <laughs> no, just Sun Cleanser. Sun Cleanser. Sun Cleanser. <laughs> oh my god, I may never recover. <laughs> yeah. Wow, this is like the realization. I had the same realization when I realized that the word meow is in the middle of the word homeowner. It is. Yeah, I do remember yes. that. That's cute. Oh, meow owner. Okay. All right, this is quality content you downloaded this podcast to listen to. On purpose for some reason. Um, So I learned something this evening in reading over our notes. Um, A spell on the stack cannot be modified to target itself. I actually didn't know that. Yeah? It had never occurred to me to do so. Right, so this is a thing that comes up. It's a a lot of times when someone will, you know, like, I'll play a spell, and then Sama will counterspell it. And then I will have a card in my hand that lets me change the target of a spell. And I want to basically stop her counterspell. So a question I ask is, is I want to change that counterspell to target itself. So the counterspell will target itself. And the answer to can I do that, the answer is no. No. But what can we do instead? Hmm, what can you do instead? What what I can do is, so I cast my spell like Misdirection. So Misdirection says change target of target spell with a single target. So I played my bear cub. Sama has a thing against bear cubs. So she counters, tried to counterspell my bear cub. I want to play Misdirection. And I'm going to change the counterspell to target my Misdirection. Oh, yeah. So you're not, you're having it. Yeah. Okay. So what will happen? Cool. Yeah, so what will happen is, is misdirections on the from a rule standpoint, when misdirection targets, okay, it targets the counterspell, then when misdirection goes to resolve, it's going to change the target of counterspell to misdirection, and then the last part of the spell, of, of resolving the spell, is we're going to put misdirection on the stack. So counterspell is now targeting a spell that is no longer on the stack. So then when misdirection, or sorry, when target spell goes to resolve, it doesn't have a legal target anymore. Womp womp. Womp womp. See, I the reason I don't ever think about this is because I don't play blue, and I'm sure Billy Willie would be ecstatic if I ever played a deck that got me to use it anything that counters anything. <laughs> well, there are people that say blue is the best color. There are a lot of people that say that. There are, and they're wrong. They just haven't what? played enough green yet. Are you a Timmy? Uh, I am both a Timmy and a Johnny. And a Vorthos. What's and a Vorthos? A, like one of the ones that likes the flavor, and then there's like another oh, one too. that likes like the. That, yeah. Then there's another, or like the lore, and then there's another one that just likes the aesthetic quality of the card. I actually think I'm more of those last two. I just like magic that because it, it exists and it's cool. I don't know. God, yeah. what a bunch of geeks. <laughs> yep. All right. So let's. So we just talked a little bit about changing targets. So let's let's talk about changing targets in the rules there is a section on some effects 
allow a player to change the targets of spell or abilities, and other effects will allow players to choose new targets for spells or abilities. So it breaks down four different types of effects. There's if an effect allows a player to change the targets, change a target, change any targets, and choose new targets. And they're all slightly different. And in reality, eh, you don't gotta... So change the targets is only used on Goblin Flectomancer. All right. How uh, common would you're... you say that card is in, in decks? Not. Okay. This is change the targets. Change the target is... Uh, there's there's change the target, change the targets, change a target, change any targets, choose new targets. Yeah, yeah. All right. So change the targets, plural, appears on one card. Uh, change the target appears on not a lot, but some. You just, you, in that particular case, you, you change it to another legal target. And if for whatever reason you can't, then it, none of them are changed. Same thing happens if it's, it's changed the targets. You have to change all of the targets. And if you can't end up with something legal, uh, all of them are legal, then none of them are changed. Okay. So when you, when you say none of the, so would would they just re, would it just resolve as though the targets hadn't changed as at all yeah. it would just it's it's it basically saying it. like it's basically saying like hey if you can't it's it's kind of defining what happens if you can't m- make changes to all legal stuff it's saying like if you can't make it all legal then nothing happens then they don't change okay okay all right then there's change a target which is okay that's that's pretty straightforward. Again, you just you you are changing the target. Okay, change any target. So change the targets is you have to change all of the targets. Change a target means just change one of them. Change any targets means basically yeah, some or all, whatever, just any. Then there's choose new targets, which is basically kind of like change any targets. Cho- choose new targets is. Um, if a, if an effect allows a player to choose new targets for a spell or ability, like our example of, what was it, uh, Aether Snatch, which is you gain, gain control of target spell, you may choose new targets for it, okay? The player may leave any number of the targets unchanged, even if those targets would be illegal. If the player chooses to change some or all of the targets... The new targets must be legal and must not cause any of the unchanged targets to become illegal. So there was, um, uh, uh, oh, right here. So Aether Snatch, again, I'm going to use Aether Snatch in a card called Eerie Interlude. So Eerie Interlude says, exile any number of target creatures you control, return those cards to the battlefield. So I cast Eerie Interlude, and I'm going to choose any number of target creatures. I have five creatures. So the creatures I control, so boom, 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 I'm going to target all five of them. Okay, Sama comes along and casts Aether Snatch, gaining control of Eerie Interlude. Says yeah. she she may choose new targets for it, but she only has three creatures. Aww. So Eerie Interlude doesn't change the number of targets. Like when it says you may choose new targets, it still has the same number of spells. So she can choose three of those three of those targets and put them on her three creatures. So when Eerie Interlude goes to resolve, it's going to have three targets of her creatures, and then it's going to have two targets of my creatures, which can't are illegal targets now because Eerie Interlude says target creatures you control, you Sama controls. My creatures are not creatures that Sama controls. A little weird. That's complicated. Yeah. What a game. So. <laughs> yep. Um. So 
on a sort of similar note, for copying a spell, when you copy a spell, you co you do copy the choices in the original, um, including the number of targets and what the targets were. Um, side note to that, though, nearly all effects that let you copy a spell will give you the option to choose new targets. Yep. There is kind of only them. There's only one that I was able to find. I do feel like that's been the case for most of the ones I've seen. It It is. There's only one. It's weird. Uh, if you if you know what it is, tweet us on Twitter, tweet Twitter or Facebook. Let us know. Does it have the word spasm in it? It does not have the words. Well, that narrows it down a little spasm. bit. It, yes, <laughs> just <laughs> just slightly. Um, it involves counters. So, yeah, but that's that's it. Like anything that lets you copy a spell tells you that you can you can choose new targets. So I, I think we already did triggered abilities without legal targets, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So what do we do when we're targeting a spell targeting a spell with targets? Some objects look for a spell or ability with a single target. Mm -hmm. This checks the number of times any object or player was chosen as a target when it was put on the stack. So so I guess the number of choices that were made really matters there. If the same yep. yeah, if the same object or player became a target more than once, each of those instances is counted separately. Yeah. So our example of seeds of strength. So I target my bear cub, I target my bear cub, I target my bear cub. Seeds of strength does not have a single uh, for the purpose of this does not have a single target. Yeah, those are those are three separate. Even if it is the same the same thing. Yup. We also have an, the example of Bolt Bend here, which is an instant. This spell costs three less to cast if you control a creature with power four or greater. Change the target of target spell or ability with a single target. The number of times this thing says target. <laughs> yeah. What a card. Bolt Change bend the target of target spell or ability with a single target. Yep. So that you would not be able to Bolt Bend my Seeds of Strength. Can't do it. Yep. All right. So target legal we're going to talk about target legality on resolution. So target legality, when you're targeting something, it is checked when you go through the process of putting the spell or ability on the stack. So triggers, spells, activated abilities, if it's got the word target, we're going to make sure that that target's legal. The target is also checked when the spell starts to spell or effect starts to resolve. We're going to check to see if it's still legal. Okay. Yeah, so a target that is no longer in the zone it was in when it was targeting is illegal. And then other things like hexproof or protection might make that illegal as well. Yeah, things can become illegal even if they started as legal. Yep. Circumstances now, change. And the next point is one that we bring up every release notes episode. Which one is that? Which one? If all the targets for every instance of the word target is illegal, the spell does not resolve. So typically this happens when it's something like... You know, destroy target creature, draw a card. And then Ooh. in response, somebody sacrifices the creature. Well... You don't get nothing. You don't get nothing. You but if it nothing. says, like, you know, destroy target land, destroy target artifact, destroy target enchantment, draw a card. And then the creature gets sacked, but the land and enchantment are still around. You get to draw the card. Then you're good. Yep. At least one thing with a target has to has to go through. Yeah. Uh, the, the the poster child example for this is this card called Hex. I love Hex because it's very very elegant. And so Sam, this is this is one of the cards that I really really appreciate. Um, this is very straightforward. Yep, destroy six target creatures. 
Okay. If two of those, when when Hex goes to goes to resolve, if two of those creatures are illegal, you're still going to destroy those other four. Now, check this out. I, and I, people that have been listening to this podcast for a long time, I've brought this up. But Hex means six, right? Like hexagon, six sides. It does, doesn't it? That's clever. Yep. And the mana cost is six. And we're destroying Ooh, six look creatures. At look at that. Oh, the so flavor, flavorful. The, the flavor text is when killing five just isn't enough. There's six creatures in the artwork, and the flavor text is six words long. Oh. <laughs> look at that. Yep. I love it. That is cute. I love everything about that card. Well, see, this does bring up a good question, though, or I, I guess a question I, I have, because there there is only one instance of the word target here. Um, if you if if two of the targets become illegal, then why doesn't the whole thing... Because it's six target creatures. So six target is basically, you know, destroy destroy target creature and another target creature and another target creature and another and another and another. Yeah, but it's not like, it's not doing the seed thing. It doesn't have six six instances of destroy target creature. Destroy well, target creature. Well, no, if it if it's a destroy target creature, period, destroy target creature, then you could target the same thing twice. Okay. Well, you could. But but uh, but if you notice I was saying and another and another. Like if I if I say like, you know, destroy target creature or, or you know, uh target creature gets plus 1 plus 1 and another target creature gains indestructible until end of turn. Okay, that is a spell that requires two targets. Yeah. Right? This basically is taking just like plain English and condensing it down. So instead of saying destroy target creature and another target creature and another target creature and another and another and another, it's just saying destroy six target creatures. So that's still considered six targets or six instances of target. What? Mind blown. (laughs) Mind blown right now. Yep. So, so if any part of the effect, generally speaking, and when I say generally speaking, I mean like always, if a target becomes illegal, so if a spell has multiple targets, and one of those targets or one or more of those targets becomes illegal, the spell just doesn't affect that thing. Doesn't do right? it. Right. Right. It doesn't destroy that creature. It doesn't give it indestructible. It doesn't, uh, um, it doesn't give it minus X, minus X, but it also can't get information about the illegal target either can't even look at it so right it's it's like uh one of the ghosts in mario oh one of the boos one of the boos so biomedic mastery is a four simic 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 sorcery it says draw a card for each creature target player controls then draw a card for each creature another target player controls so i'm playing my edh game and i target you know we're playing four players and i target myself and I target Sama. Sama then does something and gives herself uh, hexproof. So this card, Biomedic Mastery, isn't doing anything to Sama. Nope. It's really just asking a question as to how many creatures she got. But because she's illegal, I can't even get information. It's a, it, This particular card, I'm not doing anything to Sama other than just looking over her side of the table and going, what you got over there? And, and I get to say, mind your business. He, she gets to just put her hands up around her stuff and goes, none your business. None ya. None ya. Right. So. So yeah. some illegal targets are not obvious. Um, for example, keep safe. We're, we're looking at a lot of blue cards here tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. One in a blue instant from, looks like this was from Ikoria. Mm-hmm. Counter target spell 
that targets a permanent you control. Draw a card. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you're gonna have fun with this example because I wrote it from my perspective. Well, I'm gonna write it from my perspective. Okay. All right. Now I gotta change the name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> if Brian shocks my bear cub and in response I cast Keep Safe, targeting the lightning bolt, then shock in this case. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's try that again. It started out. It started out as lightning bolt, and then I changed to shock because. I don't know, because shock was less characters to type. Your notes are next oh, level. The lightning bolt is, is at the end of that sentence, too. What? The, where you got your cursor. If Brian shocks my bear cub, and in response, keep, just keep moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wilson. If okay. Brian shocks my bear cub, and in response, I cast keep safe, targeting the shock, then Brian shocks my bear cub. The bear cub dies to the latest shock. Okay, so I... In that particular example, I am shocking it twice. I shock the bear cub, Sama cast keep safe to target my shock, and then in response, I shock the bear cub again. That's very unkind of you to do this to this yeah. bear cub. I I know. So then when keep safe goes to resolve, it is no longer targeting a spell that targets a permanent that I control because shock number the first shock is targeting a bear cub that no longer exists. Therefore, I will not be able to draw a card. Yeah. Womp, so, womp. so because because the bear cub because that second shock got rid of the bear cub, that first shock is no longer targeting a bear cub. So keep safe is no longer targeting a spell that targets a permanent that I control. However, or the uh, Sama's bear uh, Sama controls. Yep. However, if Brian shocks my bear cub and in response I cast keep safe targeting the shock, then Brian shocks my bear cub again and I respond by giving the bear cub shroud, the bear cub will survive shock two, shock number two. Yep. Then when keep safe goes to resolve, it is still targeting a spell that targets a permanent I control because shock number one is still targeting the bear cub even though it has shroud. And I will be able to draw a card. Yep. When shock number one, the first shock, goes to resolve, it's going to say, oh, illegal target, I need to get removed from the stack. But it is still targeting that illegal target, that illegal bear cub. Yep. Yep. Now, here's a thing that blew my mind. So targets can become illegal during the resolution of a spell, but it doesn't matter because we already started resolving. So this was an example that kind of blew my mind. Uh, so there's, I'm going to go back to Lorwyn Block and cast a card called Profane Command. Profane Command is one of the commands. It's got four choices. So I'm going to cast Profane Command with X equal to three. And I am going to choose two modes. One mode is going to be return target creature card with a converted mana cost. Or sorry, mana, mana, mana value. Oh. I'm reading the actual card. Yep. Return target creature card with mana value three or less from the graveyard to your hand, and then up to three target creatures gain fear until end of turn. Now with commands, you do all of the effects in the order that they're written in. So I'm going to first return a creature card with a mana value of three or less from my graveyard to the battlefield. I'm going to do Scion of Una. Scion of Una gives all other uh, other fairies you control get plus one, plus one, and Shroud. So Profane Command is resolving, and in the middle of resolving, it says up to three target creatures gain fear. Well, all my fairies just gained Shroud. 
so profane command shouldn't be able to affect them anymore because they're illegal targets. But because we've already started resolving profane command, we don't recheck the targets. We check the target legality at the beginning of resolving the spell at the very, very top, and then we start doing the things. If something changes in the middle, it'll matter. This train is squarely on the tracks. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. All right. So sometimes things become a target. Um, there are several cards with abilities that say, whenever whenever X becomes the target of a spell or ability, this triggers when the permanent goes from tar- from not targeted to targeted. It yep. does not trigger, trigger multiple times if it's targeted multiple times by the same spell. Also, changing the targets of the spell to this permanent will also cause it to become targeted. Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose it will. Yeah. So that's... I think that's pretty much it with regard to targets. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, there was the little bit about... Uh, you asked the question beforehand, like, what happens if... So we we talk about what happens if a illegal... A trigger with a with no viable target gets put on the the stack you know what happens to that what happens if i cast a spell that has a target and i get like some of the way through it and realize that i can't actually target that thing Uh oh what do we do yeah the prime example is i swords to plowshares your black knight because black knights have protection from white um in that particular case what do we do oh so you just don't do it then i guess yeah, so what happens is the game actually has a section in the comprehensive rules for handling illegal actions, which is pretty much handled when you start to cast a spell and you get some of the way through it and realize that you can't do the thing. You have to go in reverse, like actually reverse your movements like in a, a rewinded video. Right. So if you start doing, if you start casting, you know, you you announce the spell, you put it on the stack, you target, you pay the mana, and then we're like, oops, I wasn't allowed to target the Black Knight. Then we just rewind, back everything up, asterisk. I'm not going to go into the asterisk. But but for you rule nerds out there, asterisk. No, I, I think um, the asterisk stuff of this is actually kind of neat. Weren't, weren't you telling me that, like, if if stuff, if information gets revealed, it has to, like, stay that way or something? Yeah, it's okay. So if while neat. casting, let me let me get the exact pre- precise words on it because it doesn't it doesn't happen a whole off whole lot. You basically kind of have to make it happen. Uh, there's some commander elf scout that deals with this too, but the card typically there's a card called uh, Milliken, which is you tap it, you add one colorless to your mana pool, but you also mill a card, um, and. I clicked on handling illegal actions, and for some reason, it is taking me to merging with permanence, which is not not quite not quite what I want. Okay, so if a player takes an illegal action or starts to take an action, but if they can't legally compete, complete, which is, for example, like when we realize that we can't target the thing, the entire action is reversed, and any payments already made are canceled. Uh, then what it says is each player may reverse any legal mana abilities that the player activated while making the illegal play. Unless the mana from those abilities or a triggered mana ability they caused to trigger was spent on another mana ability that wasn't reversed. Don't worry about that. Uh, players may not reverse actions that moved cards to a library, moved cards from a library to any zone other than the stack, caused a library to be shuffled, or... 
cards that uh or cause cards from a library to be revealed yeah so with mill with milliken there or is that how you say that i don't know yeah but they um yeah so that card you milled just stays it's there big. you don't get to yep. put it back these yeah and you don't get to you don't get to uh reverse that that mana ability so you've got that mana in your mana pool use it Although thinking about what it would take to re- reverse a shuffle is really interesting. If you can exactly reverse a shuffle you did, we have a lot more questions. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe if there's, like, one card left in the library and we know what it is because of a scry yeah. or that, something. That I think we can probably reverse, but if, but... You, if you have, like, a 60-card deck sitting there. Yeah, how are you going to reverse that shuffle? If you can shuffle it and unshuffle it, then we got some questions for you, friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that's, uh... That's targeting. That's targeting. I was trying to think of what think of if Target the store had any cute catchphrases that I could one of us could turn into a stupid joke, but I actually have no idea what they're like. Did it target Target slogan? What is their slogan? Uh, expect le- expect more, pay less. I don't expect more from Target. Oh, I do. Target's I... just kind of like become my baseline for just like an okay store. Well, okay, Mister Ivory Tower. What? <laughs> have you been in a florida walmart i oh my god uh, i've been in a rural virginia kmart i've been in an east tennessee oh jeez, you got me beat basically right anything there. it's it's awful what oh <sighs> grief the uh yeah where the, where the no shirts no shoes no service sign has been clawed off the walls no fiddle no service no fiddle no <laughs> Yes, you oh. must have defe- you must have defeated the devil in at least two fiddle competitions to enter this store. Right in the parking lot, specifically of of this store. Um, <laughs> it's just a line with him on a stump. It's just, just looking all dejected, like Satan in a food truck, just sitting there fiddling. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's gonna be a hickory stump. Fair enough, fair enough. A hickory stump, I guess it must be. And boy, let me tell you, let me what. tell you what. With the H. What? Yes. What? I get made fun of so much for that. I hate Family Guy for bringing that up because I do talk like that. <laughs> Why? Because it's there! If the H is there, you pronounce it! Oh my god. I'm not getting into this with you. I'm not getting in this into this with you tonight, mister. Um. So, random aside, actually mm-hmm. not entirely random, slightly relevant aside, when I was living in Richmond, there was an abandoned Kmart for sale down the road. And I wanted so badly to get the funds together to buy it and open a big game store. And I wanted to name it Abandoned Kmart Games. Because that rules. I would play there. Who wouldn't play at Abandoned Kmart Games? (laughs) (laughs) The square footage was extraordinary. It was so haunted looking. Yeah. I wouldn't even have the Kmart stuff removed from it. It would just be an LGS. Kmart was the store in my town growing up before the Walmart came along. And Walmart put Kmart out of business. Kmart is pretty terrible. Because Walmart was, we used to call it the clean Kmart. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Right. And then when Target came along, Target became the clean Walmart. (laughs) I guess, I guess, you know... If we're doing the math here, that means that Kmart is the dirty Walmart, and that is really, really saying everything you need to know, and it's yes. correct. Yes. I've never seen anything, anything or anyone clean in a Kmart. Ah, uh, 
Yeah. Including myself whenever I've been in a Kmart. I'm not, <laughs> I am not casting judgment. I'm just, you know. Uh. Anyway, friends, so that's our episode. Join us next time when we talk about whatever kind of topic. Um, Actually, I think next episode is probably going to be the release notes for Innistrad colon werewolf set. Ooh, Innistrad colon werewolf set. Yes. Um, so... Didn't, then we complain about conferences. And then we'll complain about conferences. But yeah, didn't didn't something really cool get spoiled today? What was it? Um Probably. Oh, the flippy bug guy. Oh blue Delver of Secrets. Delver of Secrets, that's the one. <laughs> the flippy bug guy. Again, he's blue. You know I'd okay. I have built exactly one blue deck in my life. And it was Popper. And every piece of I swear to you, every piece of it got banned the next week after I built it. And I said, that's what I get for trying to build blue decks. And I, I think Delver was in it, so that's what I get. That's what I get. Had Gitaxian probes. A Delver's a fun card. Yeah. Excited for new Arlen Cord though. I like that character. Yeah, there's three new artworks. The the um fancy borders in this one look so, so cool. I I haven't looked that close at it, but like honestly, I, I get the sense this is just magic the Halloweening, which is rad. I'm down for it. Black and white lands I may spend actual dollars on basics like a lot of basics Ooh, the the two-tone oh yeah Halloween. those look so cool we this is really speaking to all of our inner goth kids yeah yeah it's just oh don't lie i know you hit up the goth clubs in your in the days of your youth i, I know you did i will tell you some stories after <laughs> we i bet you've smoked a clover too in your time i have smoked a clover too um, they're what I will tell you some stories <laughs> after. Yeah, we got we got to keep it clean. We got to keep those. the clean tag on this. So this is not this is not like a debutante uh, cotillion photo oh on Twitter that never appeared and never materializes. I didn't even see. This I didn't is... even see that we had posted the last episode. It just never appeared on my timeline for some reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, convenient that. Oh my god. So anyway. So yeah. So yes, again, that is our episode. Next time, we'll probably be doing the, the notes for the new set. That's very exciting. Um, until then, you can send us an email at judgecast at gmail.com or like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter at judgecast. Till next time, I'm Samantha Har and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Prillman and I stay on target. <laughs> <laughs>